Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of another cold one. I'm Alex. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm t- Oh, God damn it. That was the best I could do. <laughs> and that's why you usually do this. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Tyler. I'm sorry about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey. Honey, saving you money with coupons. You were just via- supposed to say the other sponsor. <laughs> Player One Coffee. <laughs> And our th- and <laughs> Play Asia, it was offering a. We're just going to move past the sponsorship part. We do not have this down yet. Okay, yeah, forgive us. But hey, we we mean well. We're wholesome, and other people should jump on. Namely, something Alex, I think you might know that rhymes with Lalibu. Can you think of anything? You've been practicing before this episode. I, I saw you earlier practicing like ideas, and that's what you came up with is Lalibu. I consumed a quart of absinthe before the show. You took half a shot of absinthe. I need you to roll with the punches. So many artists back in the day took absinthe and the real one. Uh, and, you know, that's how we have some of our greatest pieces of art. So maybe today this is, will add to that pantheon. <laughs> this, is, this is the Mona Lisa. Wow. That was a good segue. Was it? I don't know. You want a New Zealand fun fact? Because that's where we are today is oh, New Zealand. we're just jumping Zealand. in. Wow, we are having no like banter before. I had a couple ideas what I wanted to talk oh. about. Oh. Well, I just there's one thing I wanted to point out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So like in a previous episode, I talked about how you have like welcome, welcome, welcome as your little like catchphrase. Yes, that's why we let you do it first. Exactly. So I could feel included. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had like looked up some catchphrases oh. to like try and like find some inspiration. Oh. And there are some terrible ones. <laughs> So I just wanted to point some of out. So uh, the catchphrase from someone in a show called Step Toe and Son from 1962, the catchphrase was you dirty old man. And now keep in mind, catchphrases have to be used often. So apparently that's (laughs) something they're just saying all the time. Uh, In 1965 in the show Till Death Do Us Part, uh, Alf's catchphrase was silly old moo. Was there like a, a cow that was a prominent? I did feature? no further research. <laughs> we just there could have been a cow. There could have not been a cow. I feel like it's really weird if there was no cow. Wait, what, what's the name of the show? We have a we. My research team is on deck. <laughs> Till death. Actually, I can just look at the, the Till catch. Death There's a do link us to it. Part. Now the the there's some other ones in here that I just want. Oh to, no, he. Uh, his catchphrase was referring to his wife because cow was vetoed by the BBC's head of comedy at the time. So he was referring whenever he would talk to his wife, he called her a silly old moo for seven, seven seasons and 54 episodes. Well, that sucks. I'm going to be honest. That's no longer fun for me. I'm glad we. Yikes. I'm glad instead of diving. This segment we, uh, is over. I'm glad we backpedaled to this. No, keep going. No, really. the segment's I, over. I'd love to hear some more, Tyler. What uh, what country are we talking about this week? The country of Tell Me More. Uh, okay, I can tell you more. Uh, the country we're talking about this week is uh, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, I have a fun fact. I know you have some ready. I have one in there that I wanted to bring up. Just couldn't couldn't give the spotlight up, huh? No, it's absolutely not. Fun facts was my my idea, and I really like them. Uh, I found this one on a page that's fun and quirky facts about New Zealand. Quirky. Do you want me to tell mine first? Or do you want to go first? No, hey, you know what? 
go go right absolutely thank you so much that's what i was hoping you'd say there are nine sheep per person in new zealand which means there are over 43 million sheep in new zealand (laughs) dude i kid you not as we speak i'm literally on my fun fact pages and mine is number 11 a land of a lot of sheep (laughs) (laughs) i mean it should be number one on all the lists yes that is so many sheep that's a lot of sheep yep Thank you for that, Tyler. Appreciate your input here. <laughs> I'm trying to offer some side commentary. There's nothing else to say. Your side commentary was yup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can that's use what that. the key, that's what the listeners keep coming back <laughs> for that charm that you offer. Using the uh, catchphrase from the historic te- "Till Death Do Us Part," silly old. Because <laughs> it's a sheep. I'd like to officially announce my retirement uh, right now. Oh, shoot. Guys, that was, come on, that was off the cuff. That's why I'm the fan favorite, and I appreciate it. The vote was was contentious because there was a lot of fraud coming from Alex's side, but I won in a landslide, and and, and it feels good. What was the final vote tally? Uh, it was 14 to 3, me. <laughs> <laughs> in all the countries. That's how bad I am at fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I got three votes. <laughs> all three votes were flawed. Fraudulent. You forgot to vote for yourself. Fraudulent. Fra- hmm? <laughs> Fraudly, of course. Are you ready to advance further into the plot, sir? I would love nothing more, and I think I speak for everyone when I say, please stop the accent. <laughs> Guys, my my feelings are hurt. Um, Fine, I'm, please do the accent the rest of the time. It's not even a New Zealand accent. If it was a New Zealand accent, I'd be okay with it. I don't know how to do it. Or a Lord of the Rings accent. That was go, filmed there. Well, go ahead. Do a New Zealand, New Zealand accent. I have never claimed to be able to. No, you just did. I literally did not. Play back Roll the audio. Back the tape. Yeah. Roll the tape. Roll the tape, Jim. I can definitely do a New Zealand accent. And there you have it, everybody. <laughs> Once again, actually, I think we have a new rule. is no accents for Tyler. <laughs> I've never even that was a like a West Coast accent of like I've never even been there. All right. No no accents for me, only murder. Speaking of, are you ready to rumble? Uh, I've been ready. I regret there, everything that's happened so far, except yeah. the sheep. I'm glad we put it on pause so that you could talk to me about those catchphrases from the seventies. It was a lot of fun. But are you uh is there anything else you need to say to the fans, to to anybody listening, to your family, to the sheep? Absolutely not. I don't want to risk making another grave mistake (laughs) okay (laughs) let's let's deep dive okay kirsty bentley was a 15 year old girl living in ashburton new zealand who went missing the afternoon of december 31st big day 1998 kirsty lived in the small typically quiet agriculturally centered town of ashburton with her mom notice how i said mom i'm woke everybody her name was jill the father whose name was sid her 19-year-old brother, whose name was John, and, of course, their black app. Black app. Black lab named Abby. Not black ab named Labby. Black lab named Abby. That's the absinthe talking. There's a dog. It's a black lab. And its name is Labby. I mean Abby. <laughs> Labby the black ab. The black lab named Abby. So I know you're probably thinking, what did Kirsty's mom have to say about her personality in you general? Read my mind. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
Her mom Jill says that she had a zest for life and only two speeds, Alex. Top gear and stop. She just seemed so darned happy with life. <laughs> I've never actually heard someone like when they say top speed, like they're always like fast and faster. <laughs> I've never heard like fat top gear <laughs> and stop. Yeah. There's not they're either very fast, very that's it. <laughs> yeah, she lived life recklessly, but also extremely cautious. <laughs> that's just no middle ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what that means, but it seems pleasant overall. Uh, so, on December 31st, 1998, Kirstie went to the library, then went shopping, and then ate McDonald's with one of her girlfriends. What's your McDonald's order, Alex? Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a good McNuggy? How many? 40? No. 40 is way too... We know someone that once ordered, what was it, 40 Nuggies, two large fries, and like two Big Macs? Oh my gosh, and consumed it all in one evening. We were like on the phone with him, and he just he went to town. Yeah, that that dude is repulsive. <laughs> I really hope he isn't listening. He's a friend of ours. <laughs> That's just incredibly rude. You're right. <laughs> so, so Kirstie's friend's older sister dropped her back at her home around two thirty p.m. Remember that time? Two forty. Yeah. Was it two forty? At the time, I, I am genuinely checking in to make sure at it is two forty. Time okay. she arrived, it's two thirty. The time that she arrived home, it has been confirmed that Jill was at work. John, her older brother, was at home, and Sid, her dad, his, where was the dog? His where? His whereabouts were not known due to his changing story. Oh, so the dad killed her. <laughs> I mean, we don't. It's an unsolved case. Is Otherwise, that one of the theories, yeah. <laughs> You're jumping the gun. You don't even know she's dead yet. Oh, my God. There's a gun? No. Oh, my word. According to John, Kirstie decided to take Abby, the black lab... B- <laughs> you almost said Labby, didn't you? I did not say Labby. You really, really want Never to. said Labby. <laughs> For a walk near the house after arriving home. Reportedly, a neighbor saw Kirstie walking by with Abby at around 3.05 p.m. This would be the last reported sighting of Kirstie alive. Kirstie's boyfriend called her home around 4.30 and was told by John that she was not home. Jill returned home from work at 5.15 p.m. and John reportedly walked up to her in her car and said, Where the fuck is Kirstie? Jill called Kirstie's boyfriend to inquire about her whereabouts, but he said he didn't know where she was. And Jill began searching near the family home and the Ashburton River, which was near their home, without any success. Sid, the dad, returned home shortly after 6 o'clock p.m. and when informed that Kirstie was missing, he immediately notified the police. Thus began a search for Kirstie conducted by the police, family, and volunteers. At 10 a.m. the following day, Abby, our favorite black labby, was discovered alive with a leash with a leash tied to a tree in an area of thick bush near the Ashburton River. So yay! Two items of Kirstie's clothing, including underwear, were discovered nearby, but no other trace of Kirstie was found. Less yay. I don't like that. On January 17th, 1999, so over two weeks later, the day before what would have been Kirstie's 16th birthday. Oh, no. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Remember when you said you were woke maybe 40 seconds ago? (laughs) Guys. This is serious, and I apologize deeply for making this seem like it wasn't serious. She's dead, Tyler. Um, you don't know that. You haven't heard the story. Oh, she's alive? No, she is not. <laughs> 
the day before what would have been Kirstie's 16th birthday. Two men searching for a cannabis patch, awesome, in a thick scrub, hmm, discovered the partially decomposed body of Kirstie. Hmm. <laughs> she was discovered near the Ashburton River, about 40 kilometers from her home. She was at the bottom of an embankment, partially covered with leaves and twigs, and posed in the fetal position. Oh. Weirdly, she was fully clothed, minus the previously found underwear. That's she had bizarre. died. I know. She had died from a blunt force trauma to the back of her head that had caused her skull to fracture. Back of the head? Back of the head. The pathologist believed she would have died shortly after the fatal blow, that she died probably the same day she went missing, and that oh. her body had been placed in the discovery spot oh. on the day that she disappeared. So then the question is, who killed Kirsty? Certainly, yeah. That is the question. So this is one of the high, most high-profile cases in New Zealand history. Um, people got really pumped about it, I guess. Not pumped, different word. Uh, people got really... Um, intrigued. Sure, yes, intrigued, because it was a teenage girl in the quiet farming town. New Zealand's pretty safe for the most part. Yeah, already this is... There's some weird things already. I mean, off the bat. Go ahead, address your concerns. Absolutely, I would I love to. I take a sip from my Arnold Palmer... So, one of the first things, why why they leave the dog tied up safely, a ways away from where the body was? How far away from where the body was found? From oh, the dog doesn't say. How far away was the dog from the house? Also doesn't say. But okay. that was found way sooner, and the dog was alive. Yeah, the dog it was in good spirits, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So you could but you could probably you said- assume. That they took her, left the dog. It was the underwear, and what was the other thing that was found? You said it was two articles? Yeah, it was like boxers and an undershirt. Oh. That's so strange. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that detail. Yeah. Because that but is... Fully clothed otherwise, which is also bizarre. Like Black Dahlia just dumped really haphazardly. This one... Well, Black Dahlia was also carved. Yes. But the thing that's weird about it right from the jump is that the body was placed in a fetal position, right? Oh, I didn't even think about that part. Well, well maybe it, it was to like, make it smaller. If it's dead, it wouldn't have naturally rolled into the fetal position. That's true. It was set up terrifying. in a fetal position. The clothes had been put on, you assume, because the underwear was gone. So you couldn't. it wasn't like the underwear was ripped from underneath the clothes. That means all the clothes were taken off. The clothes were put in back on. But she, died. she didn't die immediately afterwards either. They said that she probably died immediately after the blood force Oh, you said trauma. shortly. Mm-hmm. The same day. Mm-hmm. So I assume that meant later in the day. Potentially, yeah. So she could have been alive when that all happened. Yeah, potentially. But it's just weird because like, it seems like her body was placed and also it was covered with leaves and twigs. At the bottom of an embankment. Mm-hmm. But also it doesn't seem to be well hidden. No. But it just doesn't seem like a quick dump. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. doing a quick dump, toss them in the river. You know what I mean? Just chuck them out of your car. It'll roll down into the thing. Well, you don't like quick dump? No. Chuck the body out. I'm giving you a while. Like if you if you need to dispose, you're you know, going quick. I think it's more just the womp womp is still in my head. Womp womp. You said that maybe a minute ago. I don't think I did. It's pretty <laughs> inappropriate of you, to be honest, Alex. A little disappointed in you. So let's get into the suspects. <laughs> Great call. Okay, so <laughs> it's still unsolved. The police have stated at times that hundreds of interv- individuals. Oh my god, I butchered that word. Individuals had been considered as <laughs> you are a million feet away from the microphone. <laughs> Tough word. 
I gave you a chance to not say it. <laughs> you should have given yourself a chance not to say individuals. <laughs> That's fair. Police stated at, that at times hundreds of individuals have been considered as suspects in Kirstie's disappearance. At other times, the list of suspects had been as small as 20 people. And again, you have to remember, too, New Zealand, not that violent of a country when it comes to crime and everything yeah. else. So this was like peak news. So everybody was putting attention onto this. So there were unconfirmed sightings on her last day of Kirsty walking with two men near the river, but never confirmed. So it could have just been someone calling in on the hotline, which yeah. I will never understand. Like... I guess people are trying to be helpful or they just sort of make something up in their head. Well, I, I think like a lot of times people like see something like mm-hmm. from afar and then just like assume it is like on the off chance mm-hmm. that maybe like they they might be able to help. Yeah. So the only again, the only confirmed sighting is when she was leaving the house with the dog and a neighbor saw her because her mom wasn't home. Her dad wasn't home, but her brother was home anyway. Other witnesses later told of seeing a car with a blonde girl cowering is the quote in the front seat near where a green van was left abandoned. While other mm. sightings were apparently ignored by police, reported by the Ashburton Guardian. Hmm. Media reported early in the investigation that Kirstie's father, Sid, and her brother, John, were primary suspects in the case. Both men continually denied their involvement in Kirstie's disappearance and death. John acknowledged, her brother, that it was common sense the police should consider those two, but did never like admit to anything or say anything that would have made him yeah uh, like more more looked into now suspect number one okay so we have unconfirmed accounts isn't it yes suspect trust the dad so unconfirmed accounts of her being on the river with two people there was an abandoned green van pretty close by Ah, and people say they saw her in a green van cowering similar to a green bike Ooh, those long-term viewers call that's what back. we call a callback baby <laughs> i wish i had like a a, fo- a horn oh i wish you had yeah, like like little burr, audio burr. things yeah, yeah. Really cool. that's our next buy anyway sid is sid is <laughs> that's suspect. what we're missing <laughs> yeah sid is suspect number one so first off he was unable to provide a strong or any sort of alibi for that day the family believes that whatever he was up to he was embarrassed to admit but they don't believe that he was involved in the murder of his daughter. So it could have been like cheating? I have no idea. But obviously the constant police attention on the family was difficult and their houseware was bugged and yada yada. But when Sid was asked about what he was doing, he wouldn't give an alibi. That's just, that's bizarre. Like regardless of whether you did anything or not, if your daughter was just killed, wouldn't you like try and do anything you can to help? Including like, even if it like shows you're having an affair... Like, wouldn't you rather just say, yeah, I was having an affair? Yeah, I have no, like, the other thing is, too, is just the family was so, like, chill about it. They were like, oh, he must have just been doing something embarrassing. Like, but he he wasn't involved in the murder. Wasn't it in the middle of the day? Yeah. He got home last at 6 o'clock. But he has no alibi. Yeah, that's bizarre. I know. He wouldn't say, like, anything of what he did. And the the family literally was just like, oh, he must have just been embarrassed. Like, but we, he wouldn't have murdered her. (laughs) Like That is very weird I do not know But As of today Sid is dead Oh He died of like a throat cancer Oh And no evidence was ever found That further Implicated them Has the family said anything else about it? Yes No Huh So they were obviously suspected Because It seems like there's no motive Even of the suspects Like they obviously don't release Everybody who was considered Of course 
but there's no primary motive for anybody, so it's just going to be the family members, like in you know Jean Benet Ramsey or whatever. Maybe John Bonet. Yeah, my bad. But the the family definitely did that. But oh, anyway, yeah, it was the son. Yeah, oh. parents said it. But mm-hmm. anyway, continue. <laughs> different story. But yeah, so like the whole alibi thing is just too fishy. Like if literally your kid got murdered, you were the primary suspect, and you still wouldn't say what you were doing that day. It's weird. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. So the police kept looking around, and they asked the public for info about that green van that was abandoned. It was described as a 1961 model that was set up as a camper. It had a distinctive comm badge. I don't know what that is, but it's something attached to the front. The van was not registered with New Zealand Traffic Authority. The van was either blue or a faded blue-green. It was rare. As few as two matching its general description are believed to have ever been in New Zealand. It was originally bought, brought to the attention of the police by a mechanic who had seen it in the area around the time of Kirstie's disappearance. Because the van was so distinctive, he was able to recall detailed information. The van was also seen by other witnesses in the Ashburton area in the weeks prior to Kirstie's disappearance, and police also received reports of it seen in the Camp Gully area, which is where the body was found. So many people reported to the police but the police discounted it at the time, and no further leaves on the camper were ever revealed, and it has never been found. That's tough. They're, like, in a rural area like this, in like a farming community, people could just go in and out so easily, mm-hmm. and you could just disappear. And especially the time before, like, security cameras were present, and they're always going to be last in those areas. Like, someone could just be like, yeah, I was just driving through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always it's like tough with cases like this where it could just so easily be like a random killing. But at the same time this doesn't really seem like a random killing. Cuz like the underwear and like the undershirt are just so weird and then to put her and hide her body but not really hide her body. Yeah, this is this one's weird to me. And so, in 2015 when Sid died, the dad, he said his dying wish was so that his daughter could get justice. And in 2017, police revealed that they were investigating a man called Russell John Tully in relation to her disappearance. And Tully was a local man who murdered two staff members at the Ashburton Work and Income Office in 2014. He had been known to camp in the area where Kirstie went missing. But he strongly denied any involvement. And in 2018, they confirmed that he was not in the area. Oh. And so, literally, (laughs) (laughs) like... They, in 2018, revamped things now that, you know, DNA testing has advanced. Yeah. And so they're looking at, you know, the, the dog lead and the underwear, the things that That's have good. been had to try and find more information. But also in 2018, they confirmed that they had zero suspicion that either Sid or John were involved in the crime. So the weird thing is, to me, and why I think that this is, like, exciting more than just, like, one of those things where we're like, oh, we'll never know, right? Yeah. It could have been a one-off killing. But... The way, for me, the body just feels so fucking weird because she would have had to have been placed in that fetal position, yeah. covered in leaves. Like, well, that could be called it, making it look smaller. Yeah, but now, police called it like a dignified burial. Really? Like, they were saying that the body was placed in such a way that like it was, it was posed. Like, it looked really like someone like took time to pose it and if you took oh. the clothes off why would you put the clothes back on like if you really were just like a psycho right yeah there's some fucked up people in the world who just would have seen a blonde girl walking on the street and scooped her up could have been the person in the green van we didn't yeah. find the green van yada yada but 
why would you leave the body like that? Almost in all the cases yeah. where something like that happens and there's no suspects, the body's found in the river in a trash bag. Yeah, it's exactly. dismembered. It's fucking skinned. It's tossed over here. It's naked. It's whatever. Like you just dump it as quickly as possibly as possible once you have it. But to put the clothes back on yeah. and cut, like it feels like something someone who cares about the person would do. But again, there's no family history of it. John and Sid cooperated with the police, aside from Sid not having an alibi. Yeah. But even even with that, like the fact that it's like a dignified burial, I think lends itself more to the theory that it was someone like that knew her knew her, but it like mm-hmm. at the same time it could have just been a person that had some sort of mental health issue where they wanted to like bury her properly and like looking at John Bonet, they're like people that like worshipped her. Mm-hmm. Like there was like old men who had shrines to her who would have done something similar to that like i'm saying like that take that with this like it would make sense why they'd bury them like that but i think that it's more likely that it was someone that she knew or something like that yeah it just it feels like eerily personal yeah but like yeah dude i i don't know it's the shitty thing about this too like with the other ones there's just it's it's cut and dry but in the sense where like there's any possibility because yeah. the only sightings are unconfirmed. The green van that was spotted around town could be connected, but it's nowhere to be seen. And yeah. it's, it's 2021 now, and they're still actively looking for it. I guess, like, she would have been 16, and she was what? And this was 1998, right? Yeah, uh, so she yeah. went missing. Okay, so she went missing in 1998. So it's been, like, 23 years, 24 years, and they have nothing. Yeah. Really nothing. They invested at one point over 200 investigated, sorry, investigated over 200 suspects at once, like at one time were active and nothing. There was no, and this is 1998. This isn't like it's the fucking 20s. Like there was still DNA shit then too. Yeah. Like things have advanced, but there's no suspects. The one lead they have on the van is gone. Sid, the dad who could have done it is dead. The only one who didn't have an alibi. John was accounted for. John said bye and was also home when the mom got home. So he couldn't have killed and then hid the body because that's literally the same day. That's what the coroner said. So he couldn't, John couldn't have followed her out, killed her put her on the other side of the river and then come back before the mom got home like two hours later yeah and then like why would he also, take her underwear off and then redress like yeah he could be a sicko i guess but but also I mean, the, uh, another weird thing is with the dog like leaving the dog there mm-hmm. just also, tied up nice to a tree this is another very random tidbit but people say that they could be doing this because the family was distraught and wanted to distract attention but the mom insists that the dog lead that was tied around a tree is not theirs. Huh. That it's someone else's. Weird. So, like, internet sleuths and whatever say that it could just have been them because they had there was zero evidence. And so Sid and John were the primary suspects and they were bugging the house and everyone oh. was saying they did it. And so they wanted to kind of take some attention away from the family drama so they could, you know... Because assume they don't do it. Like, they didn't do it, yeah. right? Like, that would be fucking terrible. Huh. And you just want to be able to, you know... Um, oh, my God. I can't think of the word. Not repent. <laughs> Whoa. My religious background's coming out. <laughs> What's the word when, like, you grieve? Jesus Christ. There grieve. Like, they just want to grieve in peace. Yeah. So they could detract from it. But that could also have been used as, like, a misdirection thing. But they said <sighs> that they had never seen the lead before. Yeah, I really don't know it. The body just feels so 
weird and personal to me. Everything about like the last items they found is very weird to me. Like deliberately tying up the dog, burying her like that in a fetal position. Because if you're gonna bury someone, you're just gonna bury him, right? You're just gonna put the body. Maybe and maybe the son helped bury the body. Maybe anything yeah. like that. I just don't like. I mean, so there's another one that I almost covered this week. There was another murder in New Zealand where a uh, woman from Japan came to New Zealand, had been there for like three hours, and just random murder. Like, didn't know anybody there, had been there for like three hours, got abducted, murdered, and her body was found like completely decomposed, dismembered, shoved in like a utility closet. Oh, Jesus. In a storage room. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But so like something like that makes sense. Like it's fucking intense, but you're like, okay, a random killing. Like someone is doing it because they're sick and they want to kill somebody. Like yeah. they want the joy of killing them. And then afterwards you don't need the body. Like you cut them up, you, f- you fucking toss them. Yeah. Why, why would you keep them in pristine condition? It makes they, no sense unless, unless what's more like it's either that they knew them or they had some weird reverence for her. But even then, but yeah, she's it's just more like, likely you know them. Yeah, like even in um, John JonBenet Ramsey, like she was a celebrity. Yes. So like, yeah. I mean, Kiersey's a random kid. Yeah. So like why? I don't know. It seems also, very John bizarre. Also, body was not like put in a nice way. No. Like, why take the time? It seems weird. It seems just weird. Yeah. Me. So I, I really don't know. But that's it. So they're 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 doing DNA <laughs> tests. That's it. They're, they're still they're still running it. But hey, let us know what you think in the comments. If uh, comments comments if Sid is a sick mother haha because I think he is. I think Sid did it, but he's dead. So you know, there's no justice. It's a sad, sad world. And on that note, <laughs> uh, let's find... Uh... <laughs> oh, it's my turn to give you your country, right? Yes. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you all for supporting check us. Check out right? our sponsors. Yes, please. Player One Coffee. They'll give you 5% off and give us a dollar, which feels very good. They got some banging coffee. Honey, you're literally saving money. It takes zero effort. It doesn't cost you any money. It just gives you coupons. Well, who doesn't love a good coupon? Coupon. coupon. And then... You, do you know anyone that says coupon? No. All right. You? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you are playing Genshin Impact, which is a great game. I play with my sister every Wednesday. You played with her last night. I did. That was Wednesday. It's a nice looking game. <laughs> it's it's really nice. But make sure you get the uh, the guide for free uh, if you just log on. It's not for free. It's like 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> That's Don't okay. tell them that. Yeah, our we have to mislead our customers. <laughs> our customers. <laughs> our, our clients come through. All right, let's see I'm excited. what we got. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, my goodness. Well, what's your favorite dessert, Alex? I'm trying to rack my brain, think of a country that's named after a dessert or a dessert named after a country. It's not, but it's okay. a type of cuisine. It's a type Hungary. Nope. That's not a cuisine. That's just what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hungry, you might eat that. Uh, you've been here. I've been to the country. I've been here. Oh. Uh, French. France. French is not a country, but it is France. Wow. Look just, at that. Paris is the capital. It's the 42nd largest country. Its population is 65 million. Really? It is. That's big. That's a pretty big country. I think France is also bigger than people realize. Yeah, France feels small. Like I'm looking at it on the map right now. It's it is big. 
For some reason, in my head, conceptually, I thought Switzerland was bigger than France. Really? Nowhere near accurate. Oh my god, it's tiny. Is France bigger than Italy? Yeah, I think by landmass, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Because Italy's also just a weird shape. France is huge. Yeah, the boot. All right, well, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we before we wrap up? Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we got France next week. Alex is talking, so hopefully it'll be a little bit worse. Um, <laughs> That's all you're praying for? Yeah, Not that it's going to be a good episode, just that it's slightly worse than yours. Exactly. That's all I need. Good enough for people to listen, but bad enough that it helps your ego. Precisely. <laughs> anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no, I feel like that's a great note to leave it on. All right. We love you. Good night.